0: They say that in space, no-one can hear you scream. What they can hear is the gnashing of mandibles and wailing, Those. I'll read that again. What they can hear is the gnashing of mandibles and wailing, though, as Tharg seems to be a bit angry about something. To help him feel better, we've sent him a link to this very show on Galtwit. We're hoping he doesn't take that as an insult. And we're hoping that he's tuning in for a little space news. But before that, it's time for the start of the show. So in our most soothing tone, we say...
1: Our mics are alive. Good evening, good evening, I'm Wilma Fingerdo and I'm loving being around people, lots of people. Definitely no isolation being a Hutton trucker. And keeping me company in the studio tonight, we've
2: got... The ever-so-sociable Hutton Apology Officer. I'm Mia Harkness and I love having lots of people around to apologise for. I'm Poincare and if there weren't lots of truckers about, no one
3: would be about to admire the new wax I'm using on my moustache. There are many moustaches out there, especially as it's November, but this one is the best one. Don't you agree?
4: Definitely. I'm Norma Knockers, and, well, if there weren't lots of truckers about, my backswing would be silent. And we can't be having that, can we? Here, I'll demonstrate.
0: Ow! Ow. Well, I'm Sir Sandy of Crevice. Apparently Alvin's appointed me to the other place in a hurry. I don't know why, but he's sent me an um, airman-trimmed working jacket, a new lead, and a set of instructions about things I should say to Lael when I go into her office. Something about a Pledge of Allegiance, and uh, a promise that I'll be sent to foreign systems to be photographed looking worried about stuff. I've been given a nice flak jacket too, so not sure how worried I
1: should be. Well, now that we're all assembled in company, and might even have Tharg the Mighty tuning in... Hello Tharg, sorry about all the
2: escapees.
1: Yes, hello Tharg, and now time for the headlines.
2: <laughs> A few
1: weeks late for Halloween, but Wolf Fesh is back in the galaxy.
2: The isolation of Tharg hits bestseller charts.
4: Too hot, too messy, survives digital attack.
0: Fort Mug pulls up the
2: drawbridge. A report from the most improved inmate.
3: Look, if anyone else looks at me and says Movember, you're gonna get a nut. It's the BGS.
1: Here at Hutton, we're a fan of rares. Of course, it all started with the fabled Hutton Mug and its beverage-warming, frameshift-flight-accompanying, only mildly radioactive, heat. Of course, with that and the takeover of the system came the Centauri Megagen. The ultimate tipple for the tired space trucker, served with a mixer, or without and capable of not only being the drink of choice of space hobos, admirals and kings and queens, but also cleaning the drains, getting permanent pen off the whiteboard when used by Floor Mopping Guy, sanitising Cubicle 3. Okay, so he has to light it and stand well back, but it works. Following that, there was the good old Panta Prayer Stick favoured by hippies everywhere and rumoured to be lit in the boudoir of the Empress herself when she's on a date night. And then the Indie Bourbon, stirred incredibly rapidly in orbit around Mitterrand Hollow in Epsilon Indy, but never shaken because it has a tendency to explode. Most recently, the Ophiuch Exino artifacts, rude-looking sculptures that cause many a titter at a dinner party and cost the earth. We love them. If we could have more that would be fantastic, but we can't, not without treading on someone else's toes. However, there's always to our great delight when we find that rare item that's been banned from the galaxy comes on sale once again. Our thanks to the Order of Mobius for their hard work in bringing one back to the galaxy, taking over the source system and ousting the previous fish free faction that had banned them from sale. There was, of course, a collective clenching of the teeth and sucking sound when they came back on the market from both those who like it, only as that's a side effect of taking it, or from those who don't as they disagree with recreational pharmaceuticals. For our part, and that of the Galnet Rares Digest, we're just happy that they're on sale again and recommend that if you're in the area, you might want to pick up a ton or two for the Hutton Rares Digest Museum and Gallery. Uh, or, or profit. But then again, as they say, the profit margins never really matter at all.
2: After what feels like decades of work, many new inventions by the Mighty and his, or her, or their, or its, Mighty Minions, some rather big clouds of gas, captured individuals, spiky things on planets that may or may not be Thargon mining outposts, Eros' big brothers or sisters or siblings or pets, scouting around and exposing their baubles to anyone with a pop gun, and of course both Anti-Ida and Axei doing their utmost to quell the invasion fleet's more destructive tendencies. We have a breakthrough. As reported via the XSF news team, the Tyrannus Maelstrom has now been isolated who or whatever is sitting in the control room of the Titan at the heart of Tyrannus has become thargi nomates. Everything they've gained has been lost, they're isolated, lonesome, they're booking dinner for one. These The days of partying in human space with all the Thargi-mates have come to an end. Whether this will lead to a resurgence in activity from the maelstrom or a retreat or attempts by nearby Titans to create a bridgehead back in the direction of Tyrannus, Remains to be seen. Commanders are already taking advantage of the situation that has opened up a safe corridor to the Pleiades and relatively easy routes onward to the California Nebula. Traders have begun stocking their Type 9s in anticipation and a number of transport fleets are already opening up the space lanes to bring much needed supplies to Maya, Astrope, Delphi, Electra, Caliano and Delphi. You see Delphi twice. In scenes reminiscent of the Battle of the Atlantic 1366 years ago, these brave Type 9s are escorted through the start of the trip by brave anti-xeno ships ever alert for marauding fuckers, tharglets, darkoys, and their depredations. But in the middle of the journey, they're making on their own, catching up but in the middle of the journey they're making on their own, catching up with waiting battle fleets on arrival in the Pleiades. We salute these pilots and their of space ball roll, tinfoil foil hats for cannon scientists still beavering away in the area, cookies and apparently bananas used extensively for measuring things in witch space due to its curved nature and yellowish-blackish shoes. We are keeping an eye on things but congratulations to everyone who has been part of sending Tyrannus to Coventry and long may it be lost on that ruddy awful ring road. There are rumours that notable film director Jazz Burman is casting for a biopic as the leader of Thargoids at the moment. A think piece dealing with the loneliness of leadership when all your little thuckers have been blasted into space, goo and all your new people sickle friends have run away. Entitled "The Isolation of Tharg," Benedict Globber Snatch appears to be the front runner to play the voice of Tharg, but they're still hunting for someone with sufficient gravitas to play Tharg's mum after Commander Palantir retired. To date, only one person has managed to capture the tones of disappointment mixed with a daily garble of gravel and fag butts. For our night shift friends, that phrase doesn't mean what you think it means. Get your British Urban Dictionary out of your fanny pack and take a read. Back to the conflict though, more from Commander vocarius later in this broadcast.
4: Week 68 of Too Hot Too Messy saw Commanders pass 109,000 deliveries. Numbers are still good with a third bumper week in a row with over 1,600 deliveries. The four week average is now above 1,600. Have you noticed that right after a vertical takeoff from the pad, that kamikaze T9 lining up, lining up on you? Do you duck or swerve? No, you just keep on climbing. Sometimes it's a beluga and you get to see a a big fin flash across your canopy. The two hot too messy Hutton hamsters successfully defended themselves from a vicious robot attack this week. And Taurus Fusion on receiving an alert that a number of Mr Dusty 2 bots were attempting to eradicate the vital cute little creatures upgraded them with personal combat gear. Teensy tiny little Aphelion rifles and jump packs, as well as a plethora of digitally hardened firewalls and sent them into combat. We're happy to report that the website is functioning again nicely, with zero casualties amongst the Hutton Hamster Corps and a big divide by zero inserted up the digital back door of the attacking bot by Antares' big boot. Any commanders concerned about their contributions to the Too Hot Too Messy campaign should be reassured. Your deliveries did count, even if the evil box ate all the cranes that Antares uses to draw the tracking website. New cranes have been purchased. Traffic is light around Hutton this week. The station's traffic controller has been replaced by a balloon on a stick and it's paying dividends. Just pretend to have a conversation with a controller, look for the balloon nodding at the window, and get yourself onto a pad. So far it's working well. Three pilots is three landing pads. Everyone's happy. Those pilots are Norbert Paternode in one hour, 23 minutes and 39 seconds. Steve King, two runs. Best was one hour, 24 minutes, 28 seconds and Steve the Red, 1 hour, 27 minutes and 15 seconds.
0: The Mug Signal, Colonia Edition, has been pulled out from under its wraps and Admiral King Kanki Clone III has been waving it vigorously from atop one of the towers at Fort Mug for the last 24 hours. We would say that person or persons unknown have taken a dislike to Hutton, and most particularly Hot cold. but we know who they are and they've been taken off the Christmas card list for this year. All commanders able to get themselves to Colonia, it looks like we've got a war pending, having lost 15% of our influence over the last few days. Alvin has contacted EDS-38, the Colonians in residence in the area, and Millstone Barn has put up the biscuit shaped lamp in the area calling for the return of commanders, including Attic Attack and Osrig of the Flying Tentacles, to help defend the Mug colonial Edition. At present, the war is pending, meaning we've got 24 hours to get there. King hanky is girding his loins, and those of a number of his clones, who as a result of the accelerated maturing and education processes, thought that this was something to do with a cut of pork and a griddle pan. They are reportedly to be getting ready for combat duties in forthcoming days. In the surefire expectation, the Hutton only really get rolling once we're 3 nil down. For those unfamiliar with the region, Fort Mug is Hutton's outpost over in Eol Procol Centauri, the Hutton retirement home for burned out truckers and explorers, which is 23,000 light years from Proxima Centauri. It has 9 landable works, 1 planetary starport and 19 settlements where you can take a dropship and unleash your favourite flying pan against our enemies. It should be noted that the faction we're at war with isn't actually the enemy, but a faction that were minding their own business until the enemy decided to cause trouble. So be gracious in victory, be kind to their troops and absolutely no teabagging. And this means you dead meat. No, not even if it's Earl Grey.
2: Well, the nurses must be in a break as Commander Vulcarius has managed to send out another update. Maybe they just rewarded him for being their most improved inmate. Anyway, strap yourselves in, here goes. He says, We did it! Despite the fire strength, the spire strength being increased again, we had a massive turnout with multiple squadrons at hip 25654 to purge the final Tyrannus Spire. Along with rescues from the Titan this weekend, all of its remaining systems. All but one were then completed by the INIV Harvest Wing, with thanks to Axie Arisity XI for finishing the SWAKU system. We don't know what will happen now, but we may know by the time Studio 5 is on air, so the rest of the script will be more up to date if it's written an hour before the show. Again, mm, maybe not. Unless something emergent happens at Tyrannus, the next INIV targets are Lee Gong and can be assisted by Spire actions at HIP, Nine one eight zero. Also attached the screenshots from Commander Daedalus Spike of Lavinia's Legion. Yeah, well, I don't think we've got to use them. Finishing the spire and delivering the final NF payload for us and Alexandra's trophy wall for the week. Shout out to the Brazilian League of Pilots, blop. You guys have all your space back now. Time to go now, as I've eaten most of my crayons and the ones that are left are running out. Hail the Empress, Commander Volcarius. Message ends.
3: Things are going through somewhat of a seasonal lull in pub and space this week, with five systems and Alvin's report and just one needing chuckling assistance. More on those stories coming up. 36 off Yuki is our bearer of the wooden spoon for two weeks in a row, again by the narrowest of margins losing another point in the week it is still sitting on a creditable 34 and all the influence is up for grabs so fill your second longest supercruise boots ross 671 appears to have forgotten that it is a reform system and has relapsed back into its old ways dropping to 35 with over a third of influence tied up in a war for the next week Taking advantage of the outbreak recovery effort in Norenses, the Loyton Prison Colony sneakily started a war in which they lost three days in a row. One more day and we'll take Charity Research Lab from them. Barnard story is never far from trouble these days and it has found itself keeping Narnia company on 36. A third of influences tied have been bickering between second and third but it'll be over in a day or two so steam in and grab some influence. Lastly Hard to Move Epsilon Indy gained three points to end the week on 39. At the overachieving end of the Hutton systems table we have nine of our systems above 60% one of which is on seventy. And the priorities this week are if you want to chuck something, boost Hutton in thirty six Ophiuchi of Yuki and Barnard Star. And if you want to shoot something, grab all the glory by steaming in and win the last day of the war in Narnia Theme Da Oh that's Superman, isn't it? Oh, Six million dollar
4: man That's it
1: And here's me thinking that we were going to have a seamless night And then suddenly my steam deck broke Froze up
0: Chicks I think you were doing uh, That's Life Sorry not That's Life This is your life
3: Oh yeah, it could have been that. Yeah, yeah, it would fit. Yeah, that would fit.
0: Um, Turn eight. I, I, I don't want to worry you with regards to the um, the seamlessness. Yeah. But according to the stream, we're still doing the BGS news.
1: Okay, let's let's fix so that. We can pulse. fix that. That's easily fixed. Yes, and
0: and the uh, the pretty little pink pills were a BGS news all the way through article one as well.
1: Okay, for some reason my Steam Deck is not working.
3: Because maintenance. Hmm. Hmm. Anyway, you can fix that later Because we have No we don't, we haven't got a Frontier livestream There wasn't one It's been a while hasn't it <sighs> I do recall though, the last one well, It was back in October, seems like an age ago Um, Just before High Wing wasn't it Um, mm-hmm. They did mention An update Is it 1701 Coming at the end of November so...
2: That's soon. It so is a
3: strap in,
2: mm, yeah, it's strap, it. in strap
3: in switch on
2: what do we and, get 1701 uh yeah I've, I've heard nothing uh,
3: yeah. about it since or even what's in it and yeah uh, but uh, I do recall it was coming at the end of November and we haven't heard any update. yeah so anyway the update is there's no update
2: yeah okay no live stream. no live stream But... That's, that's only live stream. Space news, though.
3: Space news. We've always got space for space yeah. news.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Oh. Oh, God. Anyway, who wants to start?
0: Oh, go on. I'll do this one. Let's help the button. The works. world's most expensive firework was set off in Texas last Saturday.
3: Oh, is that <laughs> what that bang was?
0: Mm.
2: Two weeks mm. late as
0: well. And it was a successful flight.
2: Yes. Well, yes. It, except for the explosions. Well,
0: yeah, but yeah. they were kind of expected. It oh. actually was considered a success. Everything they wanted to test worked.
2: Yeah. And it went, it went on, and... on
0: to, it went on to fail in brand new, original, and, and unexpected ways.
2: Yes. It's
3: not a proper firework uh, unless hear, it blows up at the end.
2: I did hear somebody use the phrase "rapid unscheduled disassembly" Again. for the for the heavy booster.
0: Oh they got they got two of them. They got two completely separate spectacular Mm. new failures out of it. Well
2: that was that was my thing. Somebody says how is Hutton going to explain how this this went? And I went, Well, at first it went really well, then it didn't. Then it did again. Then it didn't again and there's bits everywhere.
0: Mm. Yeah. They they do already have some guesses, but this is from people watching the video and commentating rather than Mm -hmm. official inquiry guesses about what, what, what went wrong. In the in the first one, the explodey stuff went boom. Yes. And then in the second one, some of the uh, the Bernie stuff leaked out, so the rocket itself decided to go boom in case it hit Australia.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: Well, S- for the slightly more technically minded, uh, they they when the the booster t- disengaged and turned round after the successful hot staging, it was kicked backwards quite hard by the hot mm-hmm. staging and (laughs) it's not like a blow well uh no they they turn on the engines as a second stage Mm. while it's still attached to the first stage
3: yeah
0: so it Ah. gets quite hot yeah but um the they then turn this so that it could fire to decelerate but they think that the combination of the basically the impact of it slowing down very suddenly and percussively by that staging followed immediately by turning ground you can actually watch a pattern of the engines misfiring and failing and burning out on the bottom as it. Well, no. the The engines were misfiring and failing, so it was jumping all over the place when they tried to spin it back up.
3: Is this an ullage mm. issue?
0: And the fuel was probably scattered throughout the the vehicle, oh, yeah. which meant that the, too many of the engines failed mm. and nasty things happened to it. Yeah. Under excess stress.
2: Yeah.
0: The second one, mm. if you watch the telemetry, there's. Um, Well into the flight, like several minutes after separation and 160,000, whatever it is, meters up. So well into space, however you measure space. Mm -hmm. There was a a plume of some sort of exhaust gas from the back of it. Yeah. And suddenly the oxygen meter dropped quite significantly Oh, past the methane one. Is it called COVID? It
2: pooed all its oxygen out.
0: Uh, not all of it, but more than it should Most have done it, Yeah. So if the telemetry on, on stream was correct Then yeah, it leaked some oxygen And it will have realised It was going to run out of oxidizer before it ran out of propellant Which meant it wouldn't have enough propellant To complete its mm. Four fifths of an orbit and get back to around about Hawaii yeah. Which meant it might have Landed on Australia Yeah. But Australia's, apparently Australia is really,
2: yeah. well, very big and very Empty though
0: yeah, I am told that Australia takes it personally though because we hit oh, them or yeah. well, NASA hit them with Skylab back in the seventies and they oh, still yeah, remember they that. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. That's true. So um so it went boom under a, a controlled boomage rather yes. than an oh no, is it's gone horribly a, wrong. Uh, is that a struth moment? It yeah, would have struth. been if it had
3: hit.
0: <laughs> yeah. Struth, darling! Yeah. Struth, darling, I've got some Skylab in me beer. Yes. <laughs> Another but, bit of space debris on the Barbie. But, mm. but on the plus side, the launch mm-hmm. pad was still there after it launched, which it is more than they could say last time.
3: Yes. I saw some very close-up pictures um, from a guy who'd inspected the launch pad today, um, and it's all
0: um, water-cooled
3: sort of steel mm-hmm. plates. Uh, yeah, It looked, it looked great, Nick, unlike the previous launch uh, pad. Look that that last, last time. time. Yes. Bit, yeah, yeah. It looked like <laughs> so, the uh, concrete cannibals had been at it.
0: Yes. So yeah, the 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 two main things they were testing were the staging and the, the water deluge and launch protection systems, and both mm. of them worked, worked brilliantly. Lot, yeah. So yeah. yeah, it was a successful flight.
5: It
3: did look very pretty as well.
0: Yeah, and Looks. it stayed within its uh, avoidance corridors and everything like that. So there was no danger, nothing that's going to worry the FAA about future flights. Yeah. And, yeah, the, people are even asking if there'll be a third flight before Christmas, which, personally, I doubt, but uh, we shall
2: see. Mm. Yeah, I think that's All one right. of the things to do with these ships, is they're, they're not as expensive as the, the, the old NASA one used to be. So, kind oh, of, what they do is go, rumble. yeah, we'll, we'll fire it up, and if it explodes well, we'll learn stuff it, and then we'll fix it, and then we won't do that again, but we'll try yeah, it. Sp-
0: SpaceX do iterative testing. If you, if you look back at the, uh, the Falcon 9s when they were launching them, They were blowing up so many times, and then they were going up but crashing as they came down so many times. Then they were just about landing but falling over. Then they were landing straight and then falling over. Yeah, and yeah, it's iterative. They get better and better each time. Mm -hmm. And now people don't think it's impressive that they can fire a booster up to the edge of space, bring it back down, and land it on the launch pad it took off from.
2: I love watching these things land because it looks like somebody's playing a bit of film backwards.
0: Yeah, they're just incredible. I remember watching the the first time they launched Heavy, yeah. and they had uh, two of them landing back at the pad. That's right. Yeah, and they they, was, they landed in perfect sync. It was un, unreal. His,
2: yeah, that was very strange to watch, but just fantastic.
0: Mm. But there we go. Yeah. yeah. So, who wants the next one? I think Chicks raised this one, didn't you? No, I did the one from the from the Gruenard. Oh, yeah, you did the fourth mm. one sure somebody mentioned this earlier in the week That um...
2: might have been that might
3: have been uh, i am not touching uh, it might have been i'm not going anywhere near uranus
0: yes y- you're not going in for this one then no
3: uranus
1: well
2: <laughs> not the way i'm gonna read it it's not <laughs> uh scientists have simulated what it might be what it might be like to plunge into uranus <laughs> yes yes Using yeah, think a, the ge- and they're using a high-temperature high, a high, pre- high temperature plasma tunnel. Oh! Keep that's it. Gonna, that's going to make your eyes water. Keep it, classic. it your hairs. <laughs> yeah. Um have discovered what it might like be might to plumb the depths of your anus.
0: <laughs> yeah, the, the journalist says it might be smelly. Yeah. Because of and all the methane designing issue. A
2: probe. Yeah. Oh, a, when designing a probinator that can withstand the rigours therein.
0: Well, I think they expect quite significant resistance on the way in. So. Yeah,
2: yeah. Hmm. <laughs> so it's quite... then, they get it, then they won't get it out because somebody's clenched. It's quite
3: um, quite big, Uranus, isn't it? I think you can fit. <laughs> oh, <Okay, do> you... <laughs> you can Speak fit for yourself 63. Oh, goodness. 63... Yours might be. You can fit 63 Earths inside Uranus. Uh, 64,
0: 64 if, if,
2: you if you relax. relax. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, if you'd heard that joke as many times as we've heard that joke, no wonder uh... Jim jumped in. Yeah. Well, is that I mean, it? You milk that one to death. Was it was also to reproduce atmospheric compositions and velocities involved. Oh.
0: Yes. But the the actual science behind it is that if they get a probe out that far, it's probably going to be going pretty damned fast when it gets there, and slamming into a high density oh. atmosphere at high speed. What with no lube. With no lube. Causes interesting effects.
2: I bet it does. I bet it does.
0: And they'd probably <laughs> yeah. have to cross make, their eyes. Put your eyes,
2: water, wouldn't they? Yeah. Mm. Oh dear. Right. Okay. Think right, yeah. we've done that one. We're ready to get sensible now. <laughs> no. Next headline: Space is full of tools. <laughs> so, apparently, there was a spacewalk earlier. Was it this week or last week? And somebody left a tool kit floating in space. Mm. And it's a wee box. What I can see it's a wee box with, like, two tailors on it and things yeah. like that. It's a bag, eh? Yeah. a bag. Um, You can see it's, it. It's, I can see a picture of it. I can't, no, I mean, I can't. you can see it with binoculars or a telescope. Well, you might be able to, but I can't. Oh. Um, it's, it's cloudy here. Cloudy. Yeah. So it says it was dropped earlier this month during the spacewalk by Jasmine Moggebele and Laurel O'Hara. It's not over Australia, is it? Because that guy is going to be going, straight don't well, Not yet a, it's not. Throw um, another
3: torque wrench on the barbie.
2: They, they reckon that it's, um, it's, it's going to burn up in the atmosphere, they say, about bit 70 miles above the surface. But I think they said that for, for Skylab as well. Um, yeah, Skylab got, was
0: a little bit bigger.
2: Yeah. Do you remember that
3: Australian farmer who was selling bits of Skylab? and people, oh, were, yes. people were buying it. It turns out mm-hmm. it was bits of an old cast iron bathtub. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I
3: remember it well.
2: But, yeah, like, like Jim You remember
3: says it? Again, I've still got my piece.
2: <laughs> like Jim says, you'll be able to see this thing with a set of binoculars, which is just bizarre.
5: Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. Every night, 5 to 7pm each night, here it goes again, flying across the sky, two bag full of bits.
3: Well, it makes you realise, I mean, all right, you... you I'm sure this tool bag wasn't sort of flung. It probably drifted away. So you imagine it—it's more or less exposed to the same forces that the ISS.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's
3: only the fact that we keep boosting the ISS. It's the, if this tool oh, yeah. bag had its own little, um, what's the booster? Yeah. What's the Russian one called? The um, anyway, it doesn't matter. Mir. No, no, no. Amir. The no, the the boosters that the Russians. So anyway. Rocket um, ski. Shut up. Um, it would stay in space, but it doesn't because it's uh, it's not boosted. Yes, mm-hmm. I wish I hadn't started now.
2: Mm-hmm. We all do away. Ah, excellent. But then, the next thing we found, who wants this? Is your one checks?
3: What like? I mean, m- space is to- full of more tools in space, but
2: yeah, space <laughs> is full of tools, but not
3: all of them work. So, and this is this is a true story. This is from the uh, the gridiron or the Gruinard yesterday. Um, that deep space astronauts may be prone to erectile dysfunction. And I'm not, we're not making this up tonight. This is all true space news. Um, oh God, go to space and find out your, uh, Percy doesn't work anymore. Anyway, that could make re-entry quite difficult.
2: I'm not being funny, but if you're up in space... We're what supposed
3: to having... be funny. That's why people listen. Be yeah. funny.
2: Yeah, well, I think I think you might have missed the brief there, Paul. <laughs> but then, if you're up in space, you should you shouldn't. You're up there to do science, not to play with yourself or someone no, no, else. No.
3: If, you, if you if you actually read the article, it says later in life. But then again, in the in the article, which uh, from memory it said that more than half of men over forty suffer from this. I'm like, oh, oh, I'm blessed. <laughs> yes. <Or> really? <laughs> really? <laughs> so um, cool. it was a revelation.
1: So space makes your junk literal?
3: Yes. Yes. Yeah, Turns you could, your junk you, to junk. Yeah.
0: Space, junk. junk to space junk.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah. Blasted Who knew? space junk.
3: But then again, if you we, we mentioned this a couple of a couple of weeks ago. We were talking about the age of um the Apollo astronauts. And I looked it up, um and the youngest um was uh charlie duke who was 36 and when you look at like the apollo astronauts because obviously they have the they've really gone outside the earth's atmosphere and gone into
5: mm-hmm.
3: not deep space but you know um, mm-hmm. not, technically yeah technically yeah but it's not deep deep space um they were all most of them already had kids and
5: That'd yeah, that, fine that's, then. Um, so that's, that's the not a
3: coincidence. So that's the moral. Well, I mean, just their, their age, you know, and most of them got married in the twenties. So it's, I mean, I yeah. Know. But
0: when when NASA was selecting people, it wanted people who had already had their kids and wouldn't yeah, yeah. be expecting to have more. Some of them did have more,
5: um,
0: but yes. um, it was. It was considered to be a great unknown that they may or may not ever be able to. Yeah. So it was one of the selection criteria. But
3: they were just at that. Most of them were in the late thirties, early forties. Apart from, uh, I think John Young was the oldest, wasn't he? Um, most of them were already
0: advocates, so it wasn't really a problem. Yeah, but by the time you've got two or three degrees and trained as a test pilot, <laughs> I
2: mean, mm. time's getting on. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. Anyway. Yeah.
3: And on the ISS, you've you've got um, you can shelter from any. Um, any incoming cosmic uh, events?
2: Lead underpants, that's the answer.
3: Well, maybe.
2: Yeah, then you get lead poisoning. But, you know, you can't
3: have it all. I find the crease a little bit when you
2: sit yeah. down.
1: Yeah. Uh, mm. so anyway, is it, is it just me or did we have not much space
2: news? There was loads of space no, news. No, that there. was loads of space news. I mean, it was all well, pure nuts, but it maybe was space,
3: re- space related news.
1: Maybe we just didn't ramble as much as we normally do.
2: Possibly.
0: Well, Maybe not. Yeah.
1: Do we have a word of the week? We certainly do have a word of the week. Un- word un- of the week un- unfortunately, is...
3: Unfortunately, yes.
1: Scaramouche. Can you do the fandango?
3: Scaramouche.
2: Thunderbolts <laughs> and lightning. Very, very frightening me. Galileo. 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 Biggero. <laughs> Magnifico. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Anyway. <laughs> well, so what does that mean? It means, Scaramouche means, a braggart who is secretly a coward.
1: And can you use it in a sentence, please?
2: Yes, I can. That big Scaramouche, Thar the Mighty, was full of bluster until Vicarious and friends smashed up his spires. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Anyway. Anyway. Anyway, what is a pirate's favourite animal?
1: Jeff.
0: A parrot.
2: No, it's Definitely an, a parrot. It's an Vark." Aardvark!
1: Oh. Ardvark.
5: I
3: thought that sound was reserved for jokes.
1: Well, he tries. Flossie couldn't reach her pan.
2: Very trying.
1: <laughs> Flossie, speaking of Flossie, are you ready, Flossie? I am, yes. Here we go.
5: It's Flossie It's Flossie It's Flossie It's Flossie And the
4: community goes Hello, Flossie here with this week's CG news Last week's CG mine resources for Torval Mining Limited Finished just over tier 3 with 740,995 units collected. The top 75% of contributors will receive a pre-engineered mining laser with the long-range modification. The module offers increased range and reduced thermal load and power draw at the cost of reduced module integrity. This will appear in outfitting at Kerbin Hub. Probably sometime on Friday or possibly Monday as is standard for all CGs that reward modules. And this week there are no CGs again. Sorry. That's it for this week's CG news. Plus he told you what to do.
0: And now for an island of relative sanity and maturity in the midst of this ocean of puerile silliness. Here's Beetlejuden and Wotherspoon with the Galnet News Digest.
3: Net News
1: Digest, 23rd of November 3309. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, the Alliance Assembly reconsiders its defence strategy, and Zemina Torval retires from business, and Taranis has been isolated.
0: The Alliance Assembly isn't sure if it should continue paying Sirius to do nothing. Councillor Nakato-Kane has suggested that the contract should be terminated, while other Alliance politicians have suggested renegotiating the terms. No doubt we'll find out what they decide in due course.
3: Zamina Torval has retired from her mining business and has handed it over to her daughter to run. She soon also may retire from politics. Some commanders who took part in a celebration of mining organised by Torval Mining Limited have earned themselves an improved Class 1 mining laser as a reward.
0: All the Thargoid-controlled systems around the Tyrannus Titan are back in human hands. The spar sites in the region are all dead. The Maelstrom system remains under Thargoid control. No one knows what will happen next.
3: And that's all of this week's Galnet News. Galnet News. We're not making the news any longer
5: than it
4: has to be.
2: Thanks again to Beetle Jude and Butterspoon for Galnet News Digest.
4: Mmm. 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 Chow mm. this week. No. Is, that, is that us? There's
2: nothing else
0: to do. <laughs> Yeah. It's, it's not even oh. an hour. Yeah, we can uh, wish Doctor Who a happy birthday. He's 60 today.
1: Ooh, oh, should, yeah, happy birthday to Doctor Should we Who? sing a song?
0: Yep. Yeah. Mm. No, happy we definitely birthday. shouldn't sing a song. Sing,
1: oh! Doctor Who! Oh!
2: We should
0: probably play the music and chant along, but you can't call it singing.
2: Well, even when you sing Happy Birthday, you can't really call it singing. <laughs> God, we'll have time to go and watch. We'll have time to go, uh, Amelia, you will have time to go and watch like an extended edition Lord of the Rings or something tonight. I know, right?
1: Yeah! <laughs> oh, speaking of watching stuff, I've finished The Expanse. Mm. Yay! Do you enjoy it? Uh, yes Uh, very very good series left a lot of open questions though so I'm hoping they I'm hoping they they do more but a very very good series, enjoyed it immensely Mm -hmm. good
0: set of books as well
1: so now we've moved on to Picard
3: yeah the the remaining books um, are 30 years in the future yeah.
1: That that' probably be why there's a going to be a gap if they if they continue it at all
3: well there's no no plans at the moment um, well, if
1: if the books continue thirty years in the future, do they s- still answer all the questions that was that were left open?
3: well, you realize one I don't want to spoil it for anybody who hasn't um read the books, but you realize that everything that went before is setting you up for what comes later right um, even though each of the books in its own right is a, you know, is a, is a story that's got, you know, the loose ends are reasonably tied up, hmm. But you realise it's all leading towards a particular thing, so it's
5: uh, very good.
1: Picard is good as well, for what I've seen of it yeah. so far. I like it. It's nice to see, yeah. you know, Trek go a bit more into the, the darkness, you know, a little bit more mm-hmm. getting their hands dirty. Yeah, you know. Has that been around for a few
3: years? Yes. Yeah, I think I saw a couple of them, and
0: I'm not a Trekkie. Probably not worth watching then, because it's it's a Star Trek episode. Yeah. I like old sci-fi.
1: Some better, some better than others. Anywho, unless anyone's got any more to add.
2: Uh no. Nothing at all. No. Mm, no. No. Nope. We could uh, dig out
0: some more space news if you want.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's news with lots of space in it. Yeah, yeah
2: exactly. it's maybe maybe best if we don't get back to space news. Given <laughs> it took on a, a curiously childish tone tonight, didn't it?
1: <laughs>
0: Only three quarters of it.
2: Yeah. Space
1: news, not just a snazzy name. No. <laughs> Many subtle layers. <laughs>
2: Space news, <laughs> space news. It's not all about oh, tools and Uranus. Who would like to do space. for the mug? I'll do it. Okay. Ooh. Are you ready? Uh, no. Hold on. <clears throat> <clears throat> me, me 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 me. Yes. Okay.
1: <laughs> for the mug. For the mug. For the mug.
5: too small. The profit margins never really mattered at all. We're gonna take the cargo where it's needed today. Super cruising all across the Milky Way. We'll take anything, anytime and Son. All across the Milky Way We're taking
0: Ladies and gentlemen, that's the end
3: of the show. Everyone's buggered off now, so why don't you bugger off too?
1: Seamless.